Welcome to the Relatable Finance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joseph Carl and Shane Phillips. Welcome to today's episode of Relatable Finance. Well, Shane, it was that time again, time for the midterm elections, and we had the big day last night. Heading into the day, I believe many experts had Republicans gaining ground in recent weeks. And as of this recording, which is the day after, it appears that Republicans did gain ground, but perhaps not as much as they had hoped. We'll get into some specifics on what went on, but we also want to take some time to go over the National Congress of the Chinese Communist Party, which took place in October, and compare and contrast the political system here in the United States versus that of China. One reason I feel as though this is particularly relevant is that it seems like politics here in the U.S. are extremely divided. I voted early this year, actually last week, and when I got out of the car in the parking lot, one man representing the Republican Party was approaching another man who had just pulled into the parking lot. The man representing the Republican Party was just trying to introduce himself. There was a Democratic tent as well, but the guy getting out of the car said, easy there, big guy, I'm not a Trumper, and the other one responded, he's not on the ballot. These were two random strangers, but you could just feel the tension. And after watching the results last night on various networks, you could really see it everywhere. Before we go on to all the details and compare and contrast political systems, we wanted to remind everyone that this episode, as all of them, are brought to you by Provenance Wealth Advisors, a financial planning and wealth management firm located here in sunny South Florida. Shane, any thoughts on the political climate here in the U.S.? Yeah, I think as you, you said and stated in your example, it's, it's a very interesting time politically speaking, very divisive. But when I view this, uh, at least from an investment perspective, it's always good to just get past these elections. There's a lot of thinking and volatility usually leading up to the election, but I I like to get past it and and just get some more certainty of what the next year year or two will look like. Um, And I'm sure before we know it, we'll be talking about the presidential election in 2024. Great point, Shane. Great to get past it. But heading into last night, all 435 seats in the House of Representatives were up up for re-election. 35 Senate races and 36 governor races were up for grabs. This is in addition to all the local elections in our communities. And when you stop and think about it, this is a really big undertaking. And a quick reminder on a couple of things. In total, there are 535 seats in Congress, 100 in the Senate, and 435 in the House. Members of the House serve two-year terms and are up for re-election every even year, whereas those in the Senate serve six-year terms. Every state has two senators, while the House of Representatives is broken down by population. So if a state has more population, they tend to have more representatives. So I'm sure there are some challenges and imperfections, as there are with any political system, but let's compare our federal government structure to what they have in China. So China's political system can best be viewed from our eyes as either a pyramid or a bullseye, but let's work with a pyramid. It's an authoritarian political system, and everything is completely controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. And so the structure provides for all the power to be focused on one individual, which is called the general secretary. At the bottom of the pyramid are members of the party, which is about 92 million people. And within that group, around 2,300 people are selected to be delegates at the National Congress of the Chinese Communist Party. The next level above that is the Central Committee, of which around 380 members are selected from the National Congress, that bigger group at the bottom. The Central Committee selects the members of the Politburo, which is the group above that, which is about 25 people. 
Within that group, the Politburo Standing Committee is selected, which is seven people, and includes the most important member, which is the General Secretary, which is currently Xi Jinping. So hopefully this gives you some idea of the overall structure, which on some levels you could argue similar to the U.S., but there's one important distinction. There is no voting, or at least voting from the public. All of these members are selected from within the political party. And not only are they selected within the party that's already in control, but in 2018, Chinese lawmakers passed changes to their constitution, abolishing term limits for the general secretary, essentially their version of the president. So let's stop and think about that for a minute. I know many people on both sides who are not particularly happy with the per- current political climate here in the U.S., but can you imagine either President Biden or President Trump removing term limits so they can serve even more? or removing the checks and balances of a multi-party system and having the leaders just put people close to them in place to go along with whatever they want to? And if we even go beyond that, Joe, we can see this theme gets even more profound. Of the newly appointed members of the Politburo Standing Committee, which again is the six closest people to Z, two of the members return from the prior committee while four of them are new, but all six are Z's allies and protégés. In short, all of the new members are going to do what Xi wants to do. And with that, he is far more powerful within China than a U.S. president is here in the U.S. And this may be new for some of us as we don't always get a ton of information coming out of China, but this has been a consistent theme since Xi took office back in 2012. He has rooted out essentially all of those who are not aligned with him and the party's views. We can take this even broader view for the moment, and this is a common theme we've seen throughout the world. There is growing tension between autocratic leaders and regimes in the East, namely China and Russia, and then democratic governments in the West with the U.S. and Western Europe. So back to what all happened last night. When you look at our governmental system here in the U.S. with all its weaknesses and challenges and how divided we are, last night was a win. Even if your party didn't fare well, it's pretty amazing that we all get to go out and vote and express our views. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Relatable Finance. If you have any questions, please email us at podcast at provwealth.com or check out our website, relatablefinancepodcast.com. Provenance Wealth Advisors is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services, Inc. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Provenance Wealth Advisors and Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc., Any opinions are those of Relatable Finance Podcast and PWA, and not necessarily those of Raymond James. The information contained in this report does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments referred to in this material. There is no assurance that any of the trends mentioned will continue or forecasts will occur. The information has been obtained from sources considered to be reliable, but Raymond James does not guarantee that the foregoing material is accurate or complete. Any information is not a complete summary or statement of all available data necessary for making an investment decision and does not constitute a recommendation. Investment involves risk and you may incur a profit or loss regardless of strategy selected. Diversification and asset allocation do not ensure a profit or protect against a loss. Investing involves risk and investors may incur a profit or loss. Raymond James does not provide tax or legal services. Please discuss these matters with the appropriate professional. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Future investment performance cannot be guaranteed, and investment yields will fluctuate with market conditions. Any examples given in the podcast are for illustration purposes only. 
actual investor results will vary.